So, hello everyone. So good to see you all there. Hello, hello. So many people that are known. So welcome to our Talks with Satya. I'm very happy to announce the new season uh, at uh, Talks with Satya and especially with this uh, theme that for me it's a very important theme. It's a theme that I'm giving my life for the last 14 years. So welcome everyone. So good to see you. So what is this season at Talks with Satya? At Talks with Satya, we will have natural psychedelics talks. Finally, we are opening public the discussion here in our community and for everyone that is interested to understand the potential of natural psychedelics. What is natural psychedelics? why now so many conferences around the world are really uh, taking uh, attention to the power of psychedelics, why uh, um, universities, medical universities are studying, are really uh, doing experience, and why, for example, right now, in this moment in Davos, at the World Economic Forum, Politicians, businessmen, businesswomen, entrepreneurs, scientists, uh, they are all together going through experience with psychedelics exactly now. What is the potential of these psychedelics? What is the possibility of a true revolution in mental health? And in my opinion, on the rising of consciousness, so we can really uh, change the way uh, we can relate with each other and to uh, create a new society based on principles, based on true companion, brotherhood, sisterhood, to really understand how politics and how uh, economics, financial can help us to create a healthy society. But that only through a big transformation of consciousness. So today, um, the first invita uh, in guest, uh, we decided that would be me, with 14 years of experience with natural psychedelics and with more than 60,000 um, people that I have been working from every part of the world. So today I will be interviewed by our amazing Joana Solnado, our Portuguese and Brazilian actress that she has been working uh, in our community uh, with me for uh, already for a long time. And she is for sure one of the most um, brilliant communicators and with depth and with enthusiasm, enthusiastic for this subject too. So welcome everyone to the season of uh, Talks with Satya, that means Talks with Truth about natural psychedelics and the potential of really changing human consciousness and the new uh, frontier for mental health. And I'm very, very glad that we are all here together. So I will invite now Joana Solnado, 
my beloved friend Joana Solnado to start this uh, amazing talk. During this season, I will invite people from different areas, doctors, uh, lawyers, uh, clients with strong cases of healing, um, that so we can really debate, so we can really uh, open up the discussion and to your questions too, so we can really uh, all start to give attention, the proper attention that this uh, natural psychedelics, that they are here for centuries, healing so many people and questioning why now all the world is really giving attention, why so many millions are looking for the help of these uh, sacred plants, teacher plants, natural psychedelics. So I hope you enjoy the next weeks full of wisdom, full of truth, and of course, full of uh, responsibility and professionalism regarding what we now all are paying attention. So I will invite our Joana Salnad. Let me just invite here Joana Solnado, official here. So Joana. Olá! Hello! Olá! Hello, everyone! Olá a todos! <laughs> so, Joana, welcome! So good to see you! Thank you for accepting this invitation to be one of the, you know, ambassadors of this work in Portugal. Yes, Satya. I have to tell you that I was so glad when I received this invitation and I'm really, really, really honored to be here with you. First of all, it's a huge, huge honor to be here with you, <laughs> talking about these things that is so important nowadays. It's so important to talk about this and thank you for opening up public, publicly, public, I, public, in public, how can I say it, <laughs> <laughs> to our community about this, this, um, this topic, because nobody as you that I know could speak uh, so well about this team. So I've been listening to you for so many years now, and I feel very lucky. And um, it's so good that many people will, will listen to you as well. Thank Let's you. start this. Let's start. That's I have a lot here. of questions. A lot of questions. Really <laughs> I hope welcome. we have time for everything. It's a huge topic. It's a huge subject. It's impossible to speak in one hour, or, but we will try to go um, through the, the biggest uh, questions that we have here. I'll start with one that is, what did psychedelics bring to your life? Which is, wow. <laughs> That is a great question, and I think is one of the most important questions, yeah, because uh, why so many people now are really uh, turning their attention and looking for the help of natural psychedelics. So, uh, first of all, natural psychedelics, when they appeared in my life, 
they uh, helped me to heal certain situations that for a long time I was looking for this healing in therapy and in meditation uh, since I was 11 years old. So in a very direct way, for example, just giving some examples because I'm working with this for the last 14 years. So imagine how many work I've been done. But uh, mainly I healed the relation with my mother and I really forgave her and that totally changed the, um, the quality of our relation and that changed the quality of my relation with my kids. I've become a much more present mother and much more loving and caring. Another one was uh, healing parts of my own uh, being that was, they were totally destroyed by sexual abuse that I had uh, since very young age. And I recovered my self-worth, my dignity, my integrity, my sexuality, my self-confidence. And I could go on and on, but another one that is, I can, uh, through natural psychedelics, I could expand creativity, my own consciousness, and through that, to have totally different perspectives of life and of course, creating a lot of projects that they came out of that expansion. So this is, uh, you know, some of the some of the healings. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can imagine, really. So for the people that doesn't know, that don't know anything about natural psychedelics, I would like to ask you, to ask you, what is a natural psychedelic? What is that? So. So natural psychedelics, they are um, a component of plants that when they are ingested uh, by humans or any other animal and in the interaction between the human body and the consumption of these plants, they open our um, layers of consciousness uh, to uh, different levels that normally because of our self-defense strategies of surviving mode, rational minds, conditioning, uh, belief systems, we, can we can't have access. So it's a door, it's a gate for different dimensions of our being and perception of reality. It's a door to a revolution, inner revolution. Uh, it's a door of expanding what we can believe reality it is. And of course, in, uh, in a very important way that I believe is one of the most important uh, things that they help us is to really remember what it means to be human, to connect with our own heart, compassion and the sense of unity that we really belong to the unity and our actions our feelings our thoughts they have a consequence in others in in the environment around us so it's enormous potential okay but before you know all of this and much more i know <laughs> that you know <laughs> you had to try it for the first time Mm -hmm. And why did you decide to try natural psychedelics at a time when few people were talking about this subject, especially in Europe? Why? Yeah. Yes, in that time, 14 years ago, we were really just a few. Huh? And in yeah. the entire world, of course, United States, much more uh, open. 
uh, in that time. In Europe, we were just, just a few. And I feel really blessed that since really young, I was a quester. I was always questioning existential questions about life. Why are we here? What is that? Is it really a reality? Um, what does it mean? What uh, life? What is the purpose to be here? Our way of living. So uh, natural psychedelics, they were living inside of my mind because of books. Uh, for a long time and I had the opportunity to try for the first time and I didn't even think about it I was just I got when you 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 got the opportunity you just went there yes okay totally you didn't doubt uh, I had a question in my mind And uh, that was, can I lose my mind? And the person that was uh, enrolling me, I said, uh, I, look, I'm really healthy. I just want ha I have one question for you. So the person was trying to give me the interview and okay. said, no, no, no. I'm, I want to know <laughs> if I can lose my mind because I'm a mother of twins, really small guys. And that person told me something that I, I still remember that when a person is afraid to lose their mind, normally means that they will not lose. They will not do the it. sense of control. And uh, even this question is already an uh, awareness that uh, we have uh, some grounding and that we can be here. And, and how was this, this first contact with natural psychedelics? Did you feel fear? Um, how did you know you were in a safe space to try it? I think many uh, people think about this, like, should I try with this person or with this person? Mm -hmm. Is it a safe place to, to, to try it? Because it's, it's about losing our control. Mm -hmm. Did you feel fear? Yes, of course. I, I didn't know who was the person, who was the team. This was really new. So I had, uh, I had questions. Honestly, I, I really trusted myself, my intuition. So I told, my, I told to myself, I have myself, even if I lose uh, something, I know that I will come back. Uh, and because of that experience, because of that moment, look, before the shamans were coming out of the jungle directly to us or as to them, to what we consider the modern man. So in that moment, they were the only ones really holding the space. Uh, and that's why along my uh, 14 years of experience by uh, being a client and then, of course, becoming um, the leader of ceremonies, let's call like this. Um, I created a protocol where people can start to feel safer uh, since the beginning. So we have a medical interview where we question uh, people's life, their childhood, uh, the ways they, the way they sleep, how they interact with crisis moments, uh, if they take some kind of medications, uh, uh, if they already had a mental crisis or emotional crisis. And according to the interview, we will decide if they can jump into the work or if they need preparation work, like individual sessions or going to different kinds of retreats so they can work on themselves. And of course, then we have a big team always working. And uh, then we have integration work every day after each session. 
And after the retreat, we have sharings uh, during some weeks and then individual sessions for the ones that they need or they want. And of mm -hmm. course, if we have other situations, we work with psychiatrists too. And how did you know that you were in a safe uh, space when you tried for the first time? I didn't know, didn't honestly. Know. I didn't okay. know. And honestly, uh, the, the shaman that I started became my teacher and then we become partners and then friends. Partners, not romantic partners, like partners mm -hmm. in, uh, in the work. work, in the field work. And what I brought to this field with him was exactly this integration about the ancient wisdom that he was carrying and passing to me and all the work that I had from the psychotherapy world, meditation world, how to help people to integrate, how to prepare them. And we became, uh, how do you say, a double? Can we say this? Uh, very a team. strong. A team. Strong team. Dream team. Modern, <laughs> modern psychotherapy with ancient wisdom. Is what that's, I really believe. That's, that's your work, isn't it? This is the, 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 the structure of your work to, to merge these two um, uh, the, the, the millionaire ancient wisdom with, with the, the modern psychotherapy, isn't it? Yes, I consider that if this uh, work, this wisdom is carried by the indigenous people for centuries and they, they pass as a possibility even to heal certain kind of disease, to heal the mind, to open up to uh, totally different uh, dimensions, we need to listen to them. We need to learn with them. We can't just uh, bring this into the therapy uh, field. We need to combine these centuries of wisdom with uh, the um, modern world so we can help the modern mind of human beings to integrate all this deep experience that they can be a true transformation in our lives so people can embody that in their daily life, in their relations, in their work, in their projects. And, and how did you go from being a person who takes natural psychedelics for your own healing to leading sacred ceremonies? How does it happen? Because how is it to be an European woman leading ceremonies in a role that normally is, is done by a man? Mm -hmm. So, first of all, I really went to this work um, looking for my own healing. And since the first ceremony, I felt I arrived home. And I can say that in one ceremony, I went to such deep spaces that sometimes years of years of therapy couldn't take me there. Of course, all these years of therapy and meditation, they were really important. So I could feel much more um, trust on myself with, uh, uh, how do you say, self-courage, uh, self, uh, self-power to deal with the depth of this experience. But... Uh, So I took some years and I, I had really questioned my, my teacher. He was always saying to me, come on, Satya, let's start. And honestly, I've, I'm a person that I only do what I really believe. 
I can't do anything because it's fashionable or because people say that I should do. Uh, I'm really honest with what I feel. So for some years I said, no, Jose, I, I can. My teacher is Jose Campos, one of my teachers, Jose Campos Campos from Peru. And he's really known. Uh, he was one of the first coming out of the jungle to Europe, to United States. And uh, I, I was telling him, you know, I, I feel this work so sacred, so important. Who am I to lead this? I, I'm not even an indigenous uh, woman. So I, I had a lot of questions. And I took I can't my imagine. Time. Yes, and I was really honest. Even if I didn't find my answer, I would, you know, step back. And so, of course, and then I started to assist him. And we would travel always together. So we were years and years together, assisting him, becoming his organizer. Till one day, I didn't have an option. And many traditions say that what they consider the true healers and shamans, normally they are not looking to become someone, but the plant chooses and life brings us to the point that we don't have an option. And... Um, it was like this for me. So you learn from him most the things that you that you know about a ceremony, and um, this responsibility, this this role of a shaman. I don't know how to call it. Is that a shaman? It's a, a leader. It's um, what is the real role of a shaman in a ceremony? Because I I believe it's not just taking care of the people. I think there's more there's to, to honor the plants to how do you see this so first of all in 14 years of experience and uh, in uh, contact direct uh, contact with indigenous tribes so in Peru I was really going deep into the ayahuasca plants the natural psychedelics on the rat path I was really working with peyote San Pedro, uh, the psilocybin. Um, so I have... Well known as mushrooms, isn't it? Mushrooms, exactly. Okay. Uh, with Carmen Vicente from the Red Path, from Don Tonio, from the Witcholi. So I really went deeply in these trainings. In these trainings is the sense to be with them, live with them, being in the ceremonies, assisting them. Um, it takes a lot of experience and uh, to 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 really um, drink from the wisdom of the plants because this really needs time because the, the layers of consciousness the the multi-dimension space that we touch is not in 10 ceremonies or in one year it takes a long time so um there's the, in these ancient traditions uh, there's different kinds of roles for now, in this new age that we are all living, there's this role of the guardian of space that is a person that is not a, what we consider a shaman or a healer, but they create the place and the space for people to ingest the plants and to have some safetyness. Then they are the, the ones that they are more the musicians, that they hold the space by singing. And then... Uh, in these ancient traditions uh, exist the healers. So the ones that they have the qualities to, through the plants and without plants too, to see in the dark, to see what normal people don't see and to have 
direct influence on the healing to help the person to heal himself herself so what i saw during these 14 years of experience and working with more than 60,000 people is that i belong and of course my teachers i belong to the healing side to this uh, people that they born with these qualities that allow us to help them to go in deep space uh, of healing and consciousness perfect so we talked about the, the benefits, not just the benefits. Benefits, it's a word that doesn't um, say uh, the real meaning of what psychedelics, natural psychedelics can do to us. But what is the main risk? I mean, people should uh, normally ask about that. The main risk of taking natural psychedelics, are them for everyone? Who should take it? Who shouldn't? Mm -hmm. So, first of all, this is not work for everyone. Uh, you should not do this just because everyone does it. Uh, the, the, the risk is psychosis, okay? That you are not... Uh, first of all, you were not uh, invited to an interview, a medical interview, to be sure that you are ready to work. In this medical interview, for example, that we have had a protocol, we understand if the person uh, on the mental, emotional and physical state is ready to, to do it. For example, people with schizophrenia, bipolaridade, bipolarity, um, people with heart problems, with um, taking uh, sleeping pills, antidepressives, they can't take it they can't work with medicines. People with diabetes, there's a specific way with work, to work with diabetes. And, on, and only a very experienced person can do it, for example. Um, person with big traumas, um, war trauma, rape, um, car crash, uh, tsunamis, traumas that the person is not ready to go into the, the high of the hurricane of that trauma. We need to work with them before so we can take them in these deep states of consciousness to go through this experience. Um, people that already try to commit suicide, for example, we can work with them, but in a very specific way, taking care about them before, during and after. So there's a lot of um, conditionings to this work and it's highly important to understand that this work is a work that has immense value, can really transform people from within with true changes on the level of addictions, depression, anxiety, PTSD, uh, war trauma, rape. But we need to do it in a proper condition. So if, for example, no one makes you an interview, a medical interview, it's already a big sign that you need to ask yourself, who are them? Yeah. Okay. And all the work of integration, uh, the, the, the person that interview needs to explain how we will support you in case of need. Yeah, because there's a lot of stories about people that didn't have good experience with ayahuasca ceremonies. And they speak about psychotic breaks as well. And a lot of people, one of the fears is 
what if I don't come back before they try? What if I don't come back? How, 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 what would you say to these people that have has this kind of fear? So I, I would recommend that they can really understand who is the person, the leader and the team. How do they work? So you feel safe enough to understand if you go through a very intense uh, situation that they will be there for you and they know how to work with it. But normally if we go through a, a protocol that is, uh, you know, strict, normally people that they have the tendency to go to this psychosis, normally they are uh, not allowed to come in. And of course it can happen. Uh, but it can happen with uh, breath work. It can happen during meditation. Okay. So, of course, with the natural psychedelics or any other psychedelics that everyone is taking around with any support yeah, in parties. In, um, and I'm not even criticizing because they were really important to the evolution of consciousness. Um, what I would say to you is really look for people that they have a proper... Um, approach to 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 the natural psychedelics okay and can a people can a person start an addiction to psychedelics is that possible because many people say that oh you 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 guys you go to the ceremonies and then they they um, you just have to go again and then go again and go again and start an addiction to it how do you see this kind of uh, comments so uh, for me, uh, I only use natural psychedelics. So I can only speak about natural psychedelics. Mm -hmm. The experience with natural psychedelics uh, are uh, so many times so intense that uh, the, uh, the physical addiction or the mental addiction, emotional addiction doesn't uh, happen. Uh, what happens is the environment that you live the authentic space that you find yourself, the, the, the dimensions that you meet, the possibilities of facing uh, all these, uh, let's say, situations that you have inside and doesn't allow you to evolve, to transform, transform to heal. Because you find that, you want to come back. It's like uh, when you find something that really helps you and you see the transformation in the way you feel with yourself, the way you liberate from toxic relations, the way uh, you uh, let go uh, toxic behaviors, the way you become conscious, how you manipulate yourself and others, the way your creativity grows, you want more of that. But I, I don't see any physical, mental or emotional addiction. What I see is a true quest for who you truly are and for your own freedom. Of course, it's not in one retreat that you will heal yourself. It's a path. And I believe many people say that because they really don't know what we experience there. And it's really something new to the mainstream. So people are afraid. And because it, there's risks, of course, people have some strong criticism and judgment. Uh, this is how I perceive the fear of these people. 
And it's they are right to have fears, and Joana. Yeah. It's good yeah. that they have they doubt they yeah. the question. Yes, of yeah. course. It's We cannot just important. hear something and then go without questioning. Exactly. Yeah. And can can people? It's this is a question that we have like ten people making this question. Can people die doing a In ceremony? ceremonies? Yeah. Uh, I believe if they don't have the the right medical protocol to understand if physically, mentally, and emotionally, yes, there's cases that we know in the world. Uh, but they are really few cases compared with so many other practice, okay? Uh, but yes, it's a, it's a real possibility. Uh, people with heart problems, uh, Um, diabetes, you know, where the interaction of these components with their uh, physicality can harm them. That's why the the, the medical interview protocol so important. is so important. Of course. Yeah. And we need to understand that before this was only for the indigenous tribes, so they would be much more ready to ingest these uh, uh, substances, this uh, a natural psychedelic, these plants, that the normal man full of stress, anxiety, obesity, depression, they are not. So that's why it's so important in our days, and that's why I'm, I'm defending, I'm doing the bridge between the centuries of wisdom and the medical field that is a true need to, so we can do this in a safe way. Okay. And there are always people asking as well this, How do we know that the visions that uh, you get in the, in the ceremonies are the information of the soul and not just craziness, just the, mm -hmm. a construction of the mind? Because there's a lot of visions during ceremonies for some. Yes, there's people that they don't have uh, visions, visions, but they have other experience. Uh, insights, uh, sensations on the body, uh, understandings. But regarding visions, in the in the ceremonies, you can uh, um, you can you can have access to even your craziness, your illusions. You can really see them, and you can have uh, true insights. Yeah, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's uh, the most important part of the work is to help people to understand what they were touching and experiencing. That's why then the integration work with proper psychotherapy, with proper uh, wisdom of the person that is taking plants for so long time and that was already touching all these dimensions and even others can guide the person and to make the bridge between their life this dimension and all these visions um, why because there are many layers uh, uh, of um, we many times we want to uh, manipulate our own self we want to stay um, we want to stay we want to be right that everything that we were living was you know the right thing we want to sustain our own traumas that they were so strong that we have the right to suffer uh, 
uh, we don't want to see how greedy we can be and how many, how jealous we can be and where it came from. So somehow, all many uh, situations that we see there that is trying to teach us to see and to let go all this, uh, we grab them. So, um, and I always say something, look, all the visions that happens to you uh, has everything in life, nothing is 100% real. The question is how you use that information for your own life and uh, transformation, for you to grow. This is the most important thing. Uh, otherwise, it can become just a movie that you are seeing, of course, with ingestions of these plants and not in the TV. It's an experience that you have. So the most important thing is how to use all the experience, all the information, so the you to grow. Yeah. to grow. Integrate the insights. And then, because it, it's in life that we, we live in, in real life. That's real life too, but we live <laughs> without substances here. We are talking. Yeah. And, and how... How, how people um, sometimes really grab just the visions and don't go further to the insights. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, how is this? The vision and then the insights and the healing. Uh, you, you speak about cancer healing sometimes. Do you want to speak a little bit more about this? Um, first of all, this uh, talk about uh, reality, if is our mind creating reality. Another talk, reality, another talk. <laughs> it could be, you know, hours and hours know. and hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a talk that is really needed to open up. We can do it. We can do it. Yes, we will do it. <laughs> uh, so the question is, uh, one thing is a vision is not only what we see with our eyes, but in, in this context of uh, the natural psychedelics work is how, what we really experience too. We see, we feel, we perceive our body, have the sensations, uh, the healing. Um, and what does that, that mean? Yeah? Uh, for example, Uh, what are the insights that come from it? For example, to, to experience that you have the softness of the wind of the spring. What is trying to tell you or to teach you? Maybe that you need more softness in your life. Maybe that you could uh, learn how to relax and how you could speak with your kids in a more gentle way so we don't destroy them. The level of the access to informa information that we experience there, because it's not only information, we experience there with our body, with our emotions, with our mind, with our soul, with our spirit. The with everything that we have. Yeah, the disintegration of the body and to really feel the infinite uh, reality that trans transforms forever to feel love for the first time for many people in their lives heal the wound of really ancient traumas since childhood so it's more than the information is 
the experience that we have there that take us to places that sometimes we are looking for for years or we never expected. Yeah, sounds too, exactly. Uh, so, and then how we can do the bridge for this life, for the insights for this life. Yeah. Maybe we were, we, we had a close heart and we wouldn't allow intimacy to happen and we would desire love, but we couldn't surrender to, to maybe to a relation that is there waiting for us to open up, for example. So, and when you were uh, saying about cancer healing, uh, I would open up more to physical healing that any disease that happens in the body, from my perspective, is already a physical manifestation of uh, or um, a transgeneracional uh, um, memory from our lineage that is coming from, from the, the memories of our ADN, DNA, and or emotionally caused by or trauma or situation. And... Um, opens up that sickness. So what I see from 14 years of experience, from 60, 000, more than 60,000 people working in myself is when the, the plants are allowed to work with the physicality of the body, uh, what they do is they go to the matter and what is the void between nucleus atoms and they start to liberate concentration of that uh, it's like a mass that is a vibration that creates the vibration of that sickness that is manifested in the body in certain organs etc and uh, clean the body from it through, for example, sweating, vomiting, vibrating, when people are vibrating a lot. And when I say this, I'm not speaking just because of my mind. I'm speaking about people that they bring me exams before, and then we do retreats in Amazon, and then after with exams. If we heal everything, no. If we can promise healing to everyone and to anyone, no, we, the only thing that we can do is to help the person to have a deep process before, during and after. So we can align mind, emotions and physicality and spirit, honestly, uh, on the quantum field. So they can have the possibility to heal themselves. That's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, but amazing medical... Life. In the medical area, you know, we have a lot of questions. They criticize, they question, and it's good they do because there's many people promising healing that the, the complexity of healing in this work is immense. Uh, because and you can't say it's because of this or it's because of that because it's exactly. so many things that are, that are yeah. And, and we need to understand that sometimes the body is not, it, it's not available anymore to do the healing. The person is afraid to, for example, cancer in the breast or uterus from women that they were abused, emotional abuse or sexual abuse. If they are not ready to face it, if they are not ready to, to really go to a certain place of their emotional trauma, 
physically many times they can't heal of course what you they get they, they need to heal emotionally as well so we need they to don't do go that. just into a ceremony and i'll be healed because of that no it's no, not no. about miracles of this it's about true work exactly true work with great potential that uh, the medicine the traditional medicine will need to study we'll need to do experience and they are already doing uh, to understand how this ancient uh, healing wisdom that has centuries is working be because it's still a mystery on the level of medical proofs yeah and we can it's, say it's experience is this exactly so yeah. but one thing that we can say thousands of people are really looking for the help of these natural psychedelics because they have results in their life and that's why the medical corpse they are turning into this field because uh, now in our days there's big studies on depression addictions anxiety eating disorders ptsd uh, more and more and more so in these areas, we already have a lot of uh, medical uh, experience with medical proofs of the, the benefits. But there, there will be much more. Yeah. In, I believe, I believe in that. I really believe in this work. And I believe I hope. That, that science is working on it to, so we can uh, help more people. So what do you think... Natural psychedelics are illegal, though. First of all, I believe uh, because of ignorance, okay? Uh, there was such a big growth in the use of natural psychedelics because before it was not even in the legal um, field. They were not uh, contemplated. And because people were really looking for help, thousands and thousands of people started to use. And then, of course, there was some cases uh, of hard uh, uh, situations, even people dying. And I believe too, because there's money involved that is not taxed, um, it was easier just to say, you can't use this. This is like a drug. So there is an ignorance to consider the natural psychedelics uh, the same as other substances. Um, and for me, uh, it's really painful to see all these sacred plants in class A in legal form. Uh, so I believe that now with the science coming up, uh, we will see a revolution in our legal world. And we need to pay attention that uh, my belief system is we need to make the bridge between all these uh, centuries of wisdom of the indigenous tribes with um, uh, the with science. science part. Because I don't believe only doctors could give these substances because we need to put in practice for years and years and years taking and uh, being this, uh, be assisting uh, other people that they are here for years. And I believe that the new indigenous tribes people that they carry this for years, they should study to psychology. For example, I think we don't need to study psychiatry, honestly. I don't believe it. We can understand the interaction ha and have some classes. But the most important thing is to study psychotherapy, ways to help people to integrate. This is the main work in my honest uh, perspective. 
do, do you see do you see uh, integration as a huge part of the process isn't it i see that is uh, so important has the experience so if uh, the shaman doesn't have these skills to um, and i want to help people to integrate it's what are you talking about uh yes uh, he should train himself for that because now shamans from indigenous tribes they are receiving uh people from the modern world so they need to be ready to help people from the modern world if they can do this work they need to have a team of therapists for example that they can do the integration work by their side so he does the ceremonies he has this different wisdom and integrate with other people and one thing uh, there's many doctors and many scientists that they believe in the integration of the two worlds i was uh, accepted as the first shaman on a medical training that was only for psychiatrists and and doctors in the United States because of the 14 years of experience and the more than 60,000 people so there's a lot of scientists and uh, doctors that they believe in the, in the integration and i believe that is the way and not only to turn this natural psychedelics in small doses that only gives a small effect in terms of feeling better, that is really important, like depression and anxiety. But I believe the true healing uh, exists in a very deep way, that only sometimes with strong ceremonies, we can have access. Otherwise, we will stay on the level of uh, normal psychotherapy that is doing already great work. Yeah, I, yeah. I spent, you know, you, you know my work. I teach psychotherapy tools. All I do, stuff. I do. Yeah. Amazing so, work. <laughs> so it's, I believe in that work, but there's places that I only believe that we can have access with this work. And of course, we need to be trained to go there. So if we reduce these natural plants into small microdoses, what we are doing is just, you know, superficial work. Okay, they have a, they have a place. The people feel better. They they are not so depressed, not so so anxious. But the true healing depresses. Why they were anxious? Why they have addictions? Go into the fountain to understand, to transform in a total deep work that needs a different kinds of work space and even amount wow. so if someone is listening to us and someone that is curious about what we are talking about but don't have the courage to go and try it what would you say to this person don't try it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> look first of all uh I don't believe this is a work like uh, psychotherapy or meditation. I really believe that uh, kids should be introduced to meditation and conscious uh, work and psychotherapy since really young age. Should be like a normal In schools, class. You mean yeah? normal class? Yeah. Uh, but not meditation as we see a person that took uh, uh, three classes of meditation or three months and they come to school and they give some techniques. No, you need meditators. You need people
people that go really deep in meditation so they can guide people to go through the layers of conditioning and um, not being able to overcome, for example, the lack of uh, silence. Yeah? And you, to, to understand if the person doesn't have inner silence, you need to have to, first of all, to go through your lack of inner silence and then to really touch through silence. Otherwise, you don't know nothing. Yeah? You just give a tool. And of course, you give a tool like a ball, play football. But you don't teach football, correct? Correct. So exactly the same. And uh, um, the question was, ah, don't take it. Yes, I believe that you, if you don't trust, if you are really afraid, and if you have strong judgments and criticism or strong fears, you should not do it. You need to prepare yourself. So one day, if you really want to try, you feel a little bit more safe in yourself and in the person that uh, you work with. That's why many times we say to some certain people, you need to come to our other retreats that we don't use teacher plans. Yeah. Some people are saying here in the, in the comments that they are afraid of the purge. Ah. They are afraid of feeling um, pain. They're afraid of the effects. Yes, I, I understand them, honestly. I really understand them. And if you Me are... too. <laughs> I really understand <laughs> Yes. And, and we know by ourselves, and I know by myself, how hard it can be so many times. But what I um, understand is uh, the physical pain and it's it's a result of our own resistance honestly uh, and the more we trust the plants ourselves even if you go into very uh, hard moments they are not so intense and so hard because there's a surrender there's you go with the experience you don't fight with it okay uh, so um, first of all don't do it Take your time, prepare yourself and uh, don't do because everyone does it and choose well with whom you will do it. Okay. And two more questions, can I? Yes, we have time. Has we know, as we know in that space, there is no time, there is no matter. No, so no. let's use this. <laughs> Let's stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> we are in there. We are in there. So what's the main reason why people seek your work? What they are looking for? Um, I mean, the greatest benefits of this work uh, beyond uh, mental, emotional, physical, therapeutic purposes. So, um, years, years ago, ago um, only the questions the spiritual questions would come okay the ones that we were considered wild and crazy by our own families that we were even going to other countries to meditate you know I remember when I started uh, not only uh, teacher plants all the work that I do uh, look 15 years ago they were this work was considered that we were totally out of normal society 
thank God, even yoga was only for people with some kind of sickness. Even so, therapy. Therapy was therapy. for crazy people. Yeah, my mother is a psychologist and she would, when I asked uh, ask her at 16 to go to psychologist, she said, why? Do you have any problems? My own mother. And I said, no, I really want to go. Of course I have problems. But uh, in that moment, only the spiritual questers that they really wanted to rise consciousness, they were really looking my work. More and more, um, the work of my work and so many other people, good people too, uh, they were showing the benefits of this work in their physicality, in their sickness, in their approach to life, uh, in their relations, the way they would communicate, they would feel themselves in life. There's, uh, you know, um, uh, the self-confidence, the forgiveness, there's so many dimensions. And the, the connection with oneness to understand that we are not separated that my actions my thoughts they really can contribute to a better world uh, and I believe that people now we have different kind of people that people they are really sick and they are really looking for you know possibilities to heal that conventional medicine is not giving the answer people that they are already for years on psychotherapy, but they still miss something. And here is a new door of mental health revolution. It's a new frontier for that. I believe that it can be a great possibility. But then you have the other ones that they feel that they are okay in life, but they want to, to grow. They want to expand. They want to have more ideas. They want to have new perceptions of reality. That life is not enough, you know, only to uh, live uh, from work-home relation. They want more. And this is a field of full of creativity, new understandings. Even scientists come coming, you know, uh, i sorry, I don't remember his name, but the guy from Apple, you know, Mac. Um, what he, Steve Jobs? Oh Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. He's I was I was amazing. thinking about Elon Musk. No, Elon Musk Elon is from Musk. Tesla. Now you know but coming yeah. out saying that. Come on, this is a field that we really need to look for because the potential of inner revolution, develop of consciousness. Look many uh, types of clients, many, many types of uh, clients. Uh, ones that I really um, give my time is to politicians. Uh, because politicians, they have a, a big responsibility. That is one of the highest forms of love that is taking care of others in name of the union. And as we know, uh, politics is a field, has religions, has spirituality, where there's great corruption because when we have great power, we are most seduced. So I really give time to politicians and I have a lot of politicians coming to the work. And if they kill themselves, if they connect with the true mission of the politics, if they feel that they have a true role uh, to, to, to do their best for 
community, uh, financial people, they start to understand that we need to create new ways of uh, living economically together. How do we still have war? How do we still have war? It's because we humans are mentally sick. We are greedy. And we are not only that, we, are, we have so much light, so much love. But it means that we have here a possibility of healing ourselves and through that healing and expansion and creativity to change the way the world relates. Politically, po politicians, socially, to find new ways for peace. We need to find new ways for peace. If is this the answer, I believe nothing is the answer. I believe that the product of many conscious work in different fields, together, we can bring us new ways of relating as humans, to, to have respect for different cultures, but to come to a place that we live together, that we respect each other. And this, for me, is the potential of this work. And when one person open up and increases consciousness, the humanity, all the humanity, open up as well. So, exactly. What can, what can each of us do to help to incre increase humanity's consciousness? I mean, I do my work, you do your work, each people do their work. How can... How can they do this? What can they do this? This is for everybody who's listening to us right now that maybe they don't want to go to a ceremony. Maybe they don't want to take ayahuasca or other medicine plants. It's okay. That's not the only way. But we are talking okay. about awareness. We are talking about consciousness. How can we increase that? Joana, I truly believe, and I'm saying this for uh, two years already or three years, I really want to go to United Nations and to present a work about consciousness. I believe that the only way to really uh, go through this period that we are living, and we, we need to remember the, the um, environment crisis that we are, but now we are more or less forgotten because of the war that we are living in COVID. But I believe that only through conscious work that can have many tools, can be psychotherapy, can be breath work, can be meditation, can be yoga, anything, the, uh, emotional work, anything that helps people to be conscious about their own shadow, their own problems, their own difficulties, and to have the right resources to overcome and to become responsible for their own life. When a person becomes responsible, normally they don't want to hurt others. They want to take responsibility. They want to say, I'm sorry. I really hurted you. I'm here to give my face. Let's, let's come to a common point. Yeah? And I'm speaking about the basic of basics of human relations. So work about emotional healing, emotional consciousness, the quality of your thoughts, the quality of your greediness, kindness, everything that allows us to, to interact with ourselves in an authentic way and to, to commune in principles that goes beyond cultures, 
and borders. Differences and borders, yes. You know, borders are created by us physically, by humans. Um, I, I, I think we will do it. So I believe that we need to invest in the future generations to bring conscious work to schools since kindergarten. And can you see how, how humanity is in this, in this moment of humanity that we have so many tools, we have internet, we have so many information that we can um, drink and we can um, increase consciousness, awareness, uh, emotional healing. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can heal whatever you want because... Hundred years ago, we didn't have information. We didn't have anything. So, it's just about choosing which one take, which one um, touches you, which one um, makes sense to you. That makes uh, sense to you. Yes, <laughs> yes, makes. I believe. I believe we are in one of the most. Uh, let's see, interesting moments of humanity. I believe that we are in one of the best times of humanity. Mm -hmm. We can't compare the way we were living 100 years ago, human rights, women rights, children rights. 500 years ago, you know, people just being raped, they were property of kings, property of families. We, we can't even compare, but there's still a lot of work to do. At the same time, we have the mass... Uh, distracting weapons available so it's we are in we are living the the best period with the strongest period of life i believe that we need to invest a lot in education because even with so many tools uh, i believe there's many ignorance so uh, and we need to educate to 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 train proper teachers in these fields Uh, that goes beyond the classic way of universities, okay? I'm not saying that we all need... There's a lot of kind of amazing teachers that, that goes beyond even uh, classic university because totally different fields. Um, we need to invest and people need to want. You need to want, but if they are not educated to want, normally they will not know what is available. Of course. And they will not know how to choose and what to choose. Exactly. Satya, the last question that is regarding natural psychedelics, because it's about that. <laughs> All of this is about that. How do you see the future of natural psychedelics? I mean, um, how do you see uh, that in a few years, people can work with natural psychedelics in a legal way, the best way we can do this? How can, how can we use the most of it? Mm -hmm. So, first of, all, of first of all, I really want to be the voice of the bridge between centuries of wisdom and science. I really want to be this bridge. Uh, I think we are... Uh, in taking a risk to turn this into only psychotherapy tool. Uh, the natural psychedelics, they are much bigger than only therapy, okay? 
This is very important to say. I believe in the combination of centuries of wisdom and science. So from my side, what I aim to contribute, uh, and especially after these 14 years of deep work and with more than 60,000 people, is to really speak loud that is really important to make the bridge from centuries of wisdom with science. And I believe the integration of both worlds with um, the protocols that combine, merge both worlds will um, benefit immensely our society. So I pray and I'm doing everything that I can and that's why uh, uh, you know, I'm coming loud and I'm doing talks about this because for 14 years I was not speaking about, I was going retreat after retreat because it was my mission to help people. And thank you. Thank you for becoming loud. Really. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big step for me because uh, I'm I really can imagine. Yes. I know. I know you um, a little bit and I can imagine how is, how is it, but it's really important, really important, and it's it's so good that you open up uh, about this. Yes, I believe that I'm uh, doing what I need to do to contribute to the true meaning of this work. So I will do it. Uh, so mm -hmm. I believe, I hope, and I pray that first of all, we can train people in a good way with a combination of both worlds and with legal support. And that's why one of our uh, guests in the future weeks will be a lawyer that works with uh, the protection of uh, shamans uh, and uh, these uh, natural psychedelics. Uh, we really need to really expose this work and the importance of this work so we can sustain it. So let me just say you, in the name of all the people that follow you, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart from your, for your work and all the service you do to humanity, Satya. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I would like to know what will be the next talks because next week and then the next week and then the next week there will be talks. I won't be here, I will be commenting. <laughs> <laughs> But you will be here with some um, guests and you will be talking about? So we will bring uh, true cases of healing that uh, some of them, they were uh, years and years e even in a hospital. Uh, we will bring people with addictions uh, to, so they can explain their own process through natural psychedelics. We will bring the lawyer. We will bring the founders of institutions uh, that they really uh, are giving their voice to this work, and doctors. So we really want to bring the maximum uh, information to everyone in the world, including our legal system, including our police, so yeah. they can understand that this, this is, can't be considered a drug. It's the, the opposite. And of course, we need all to, grow, to go through a path to really support this work. Thank you. So thank you so much for this moment. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs>
It was an absolute pleasure to, to talk to you and I could be here more two hours. I have so many questions, <laughs> but we have to go. Yeah. Me too, Joana. I really want to thank, you know, your time uh, to give your face to this work. For me, you are one of the best ambassadors that we can have in Portugal because you really do a deep work and you have the, the faith and courage and you really know what is it. So thank you because I know that you are a public figure and to give, this, to give yourself to this is a big step to all of us. So thank you for being here. We are together in this setting. Let's go. Yes. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> thank We will you. do our best. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for the comments and everything. Thank you, everyone. I hope you really um, could take something for yourself. And I hope to see you on the next uh, Talks with Satya so we can give you the maximum information and to really put you thinking and questioning. Because in our days, people are afraid to think. We want you to think, to become active, to become a voice, to have a voice in our society so our future generations can have a much more healthy uh, relation, society and planet. So all my love to everyone, to you, Joana, especially. Thank you from my heart. Thank you. So, see you soon. Um, see you very soon, everyone. Goodbye. Beijinhos. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. See you on next Tuesday. Teja. Teja. Teja, teja. So I will end broadcasting.